one and a two. <laughs> Wait, come here, come here. One, two, three, action. Out here in the fields, I fight for my meals. I get my back into my living. He gets his back into his living. I don't need to fight. No fighting here. Anti-violence. To prove I'm right. I don't need to be forgiven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't cry. Don't raise your eye. I hope that's the right line. Eyes closed. It's only teenage wasteland. Yeah. Although they never sing the lyrics in the movie. You'll just get the instrumental, right? No, they sit at the very end. Oh, did they? We we it gets up to it gets up to out here in the fields in the beginning, oh. I think. Yeah, because the New York streets, the fields. <laughs> yeah, ironically, they're not out <laughs> in the fields, unless you consider the streets the fields. Maybe it's a metaphor. Oh, the streets are a metaphor a what? for the fields. Oh, what? Sorry, what's a what? Did, what's the word you're using? Me? Yeah, a metaphor. Could you break that down? Well, the it's fields? kind of like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I can't explain it that way. I think that would confuse you if I compared it to something else. Oh, a simile? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome to Is It Whack? It's a movie podcast where we talk about movies and debate their whackness. Whack not meaning good or bad, no, 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 but whatever it means to us on that day. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Adam. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Oh, and the people who all just said hi, let me go one by one. I believe my one of my co-hosts, Nara, was the first one to say hi. Bonjour, I'm Nara. The second person to say hi was another one of my co-hosts, isn't that correct? His name is Sebi. Start peddling, Fantas. <laughs> <laughs> the third person to say hi was not one of our co-hosts, Funke or Hannah. They're not here today. Instead, we have a very special guest. A very, very special guest who's been asking to do this movie specifically, Premium Rush, since basically the beginning of our podcast. Uh, over a year ago, uh, Noah asked us... <laughs> If he could sorry, do premium no. rush on Is It Whack? And did we say yes? No. Why didn't we say yes? I don't know. You gave me a tepid maybe. <laughs> we wanted to just, you know, we wanted you to keep listening and keep listening so that, you know, one day you would. Yep, that's why. But no, <laughs> but Noah, Noah's a Noah's a great person. Uh Talented filmmaker, uh, alumni of Insomniac Film Festival, having screened uh, his film, Six Stops West, uh, a couple of years ago. 
and also uh, being one of the very talented filmmakers behind uh, the film Insomniac the Movie, which we've mentioned many times in this podcast. Noah is also a great biker. Uh, I ran into Noah on the street mere, <laughs> mere weeks ago, biking. And I wonder if that has anything to do with his interest in Premium Rush. I don't know yet. We haven't had the conversation. But everyone, please welcome to the show, Noah Gaiman. Thank you for being here. It's an honor. Woo! Thank you very much. That Woo! was a great introduction. You killed it. <laughs> Have you recovered from Adam running into you on his bike? <laughs> Obviously, Adam did not foresee the future, was not a true bike messenger. Did not no, no, I didn't. No, Noah was on his bike. Roof. I wasn't biking. Oh. I was walking. I was on Adam, the bike. Okay? I was on the bike. <laughs> you left my baby. Hit <laughs> your baby. No, because Noah was like JGL out there. Noah's like weaving, and oh man, Noah, you're such a good biker. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. I have been described by friends as a maniac biker. Um, wow. So I do feel an affinity to, or a non-affinity, but a certain connection with um, JGL in this movie. No brakes, can't stop. <laughs> How do I feel about brakes? Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like I rely on them too heavily, and if I didn't have them, I'd be a much better biker. That's how I feel. Wow. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Wear brakes. Have brakes on your bike. <laughs> Do you have gears? Do you use your gears a lot? Do you shift gears? I have I have eight whole gears. Wow. Would you say, uh, would you say, you're, say? you're more like Manny or Wiley? Are you I more, guess by... Are you I more of a Manny or a Wiley in this case? <laughs> <laughs> I guess by the fact that I have gears and brakes, I'm probably, I guess I'm more of a Manny. Which means I have to go around yelling, have you seen these thighs? <laughs> um, but, but I would like, I feel a, an emotional connection to, uh, to JGL, to Wiley. Because he, he is a, a ridiculous cartoon and not, does not have a big truck. <laughs> and another question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sebi, go ahead. Well, no, how please. funny those two character names are, especially next to each other. Wiley and Manny. Wiley spelled with two E's, not even E-Y. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, what, can you describe your bike? What, what, what kind of bike are you riding around with? I am riding around on a black, black bike with eight gears that has a basket on the back. It is probably the opposite of all the... Oh, no. If I'm anyone in this movie, I'm the old guy who keeps on saying pay heed. Tito? He has a basket, Tito. No. He's great. Um, yeah, it's a very utilitarian bike. Um, it is the grocery machine. Um, I also have another bike, which I don't think you saw. I don't think I was riding this bike when you ran into me. But I have another bike, which is a fixed gear... Not fixed Um... Well, it can be a fixed gear. It's a single oh. speed, but it, you can, like, turn the wheel around Whoa. if you, like, take it out and detach the chain, and then it becomes a fixed gear, which I found uh, on the street, and it had a little sign on it that said, my human left me for another bike. Wow. And that was it. <laughs> and then I took that home, and, and it was love. <laughs> wow. And that's my fun bike. Uh, <laughs> it seems that way. Have you? I found another. Sorry, go oh, on. No, please. Go for it. Oh, no. I also have a third bike, uh, which Nara knows pretty well, which also I found on the street for free. So I've bought one bike. I have three bikes, um, which is called the T-Bike. It says T-Bike on it. It is an ancient folding bike with a suspension, like a, 
yeah, like a suspension on the back wheel and tiny, tiny little wheels. Wheels are and so small. They're so small and you, you cannot coast, like it cannot get up to a high enough speed to coast ever. Um, and when you stop, you just like bounce there cool. for a second. And on the lowest gear, it makes a grinding sound. So getting around the city is is exactly like being in a Pixar movie. You're just like a goofy person. <laughs> if you were to, if I were to race Noah on that bike on foot, I could probably he win. would win. <laughs> it, it legally can ride on the sidewalk. That is how small wow. the wheels are. Yeah. Have, yeah. have you ever done any sort of like currying or like what's the what's your what's your biking experience like here in here in the city in the six yeah um uh i don't know i don't i haven't i haven't come close to actual courier experience apart from like running a lot of errands in a mm. busy day which does not count uh i applied to work as a courier um and i got turned down because what um because I did not have a driver's license, weirdly. Um, you need a driver's license to bike as a courier? I th the, the thing that they said was, like, if your bike gets, like, screwed up, then you have to be able to, like, rent a car to drive the parcel. I don't know. It, it seemed a little sus to me. Oh, and then the, I almost... the job, not, like, legally. For the job, I for the job, it. not legally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I almost... I came very close to biking. I worked the election back in 2019 and I came very close to biking uh, like ballots around to different polling places. But then my friend Lucas snaked me for that job. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Damn, yeah. So that's my history. You could say in that case you were Wiley and Lucas was Manny and took your... That's so true. <laughs> you could, one could say that. One could make that connection. It's true. Um, he will definitely listen to this. So I'm sorry, Lucas. <laughs> you are you are Manny in this in this. Have situation. you seen Lucas's thighs? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, come on the podcast and you can you can throw something at Noah. If you're yeah, listening to talk this, for Quicksilver. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say sorry to the audience and to to guests and, and co-hosts that i realized i was still playing my audio out loud even though i had the headphones until two seconds ago so sorry <laughs> all right we're very professional here. love exam post you know what's great about this show we're just it's very cash we're just cash yeah we're just you know we just kind of feel things out you know we just hit record and you never know what's gonna happen we're like uh we're like jgl's website we just hit record and then we never know, oh and then we God. don't know what's gonna do happen. You, Come on, you like that one. You that's like a deep that cut, JGL. Joke. You Whoa. like that. Do you joke. think JGL would come on <laughs> the pod if we asked him? Yeah, if we did it through Hit Record, absolutely. <laughs> do you think JGL would listen? We should send this to JGL. Anybody who listens, all our JGL fans out there in the audience, this is not the first time we've talked about it. Somebody get us JGL the on the phone, please. We want JGL on this show, probably. Uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we did a long thing about JGL. We are big time. fans of JGL here we at the We love pod. JGL. I love JGL <laughs> so much. He's one of America's finest actors. And, you know, you get him and JLG, and you, like, invite them both to the same call, and then everyone else leaves, you'd get something magical. I, think. <laughs> I mean, JGL could have directed Breathless, but JLG oh, couldn't have started Break. 
Absolutely. I can. I would argue and say JLG could star in Brick, but I don't know if JLG could star in Premium Rush. I would love I physically. I would love to see JGL's version of Breathless. Like if it's anything like Don John. Oh, my breath. Yeah, my car. Incredible. My. <laughs> My whispering. I don't. I don't even know what's in. Now you're doing song. deep cut, Don John. <laughs> we love JGL here. I'm trying to, you know, if he does listen to this, Joseph, Joe, I want you to know we we love you, Joey. Here. We're come big. On the we're show. big fans. Um, um yes. The yes. only last note about biking is I am curious. Have anyone? There's a lot of um, pretty spectacular bike accidents in this movie, and I'm curious if anyone here has any bike accident stories i can barely ride a bike i fell off <laughs> oh, really? i'm really bad at riding bikes yeah i fell okay. off no a single speed because i'm too short to use it all right <laughs> I, I don't have a ton of experience riding uh i only got a bike very recently um, oh that's exciting it is exciting yeah i'm kind of scared of the road so i don't know how much it's also toronto yeah so. So I'll probably just do like short, short distance rides. I don't know if I'm going to be like, you know, it's, but it's good to be able to get around from place to place quickly. Um, yeah. But I'm probably You're not, not going to be Manny in the streets. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be like swerving through the downtown streets or anything. And thankfully I've never gotten into a, a bike accident. I used to rollerblade. Well, I still rollerblade. Oh, um, hell yeah. And thankfully I haven't gotten into a rollerblade accident either. Maybe, maybe um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt can direct a, uh, film adaption of what is it ultimate rush and you can be the rollerblading protagonist yeah, in that that's some ultimate rush uh, territory going into there. for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> ultimate rush was a book about a rollerblader and the author sued premium rush oh really for being too similar <laughs> there and there yeah. are some similarities just from looking at the wikipedia wow but i think we we kind of posited this before we started recording but there's another piece of media which we referenced earlier, Quicksilver, which became, which you know predates both Ultimate Rush and Premium Rush, that has also this almost the same story, um, but is maybe better. I've only seen half of it. <laughs> yeah, what is Quicksilver? I'd never heard about this this movie until it was brought up. Me neither. Uh, it's a Kevin Bacon bike courier movie in San Francisco. It. Um, it's interesting that we're introducing that movie. movie we're, <laughs> we're laying but, the groundwork. We're laying the yeah, groundwork. We're, we're laying out the context of bike movies in Hollywood. <laughs> we're really like, we're putting, placing this on a continuum, you know, yeah. like a good film history class. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about so, bicycle thieves quickly. After yeah, this, I, but please <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know. We can go into the European tradition of bike, bike movies if we want, but you know, it's, it's a whole other can of worms. Our story starts in um, Italy, 1945. <laughs> and we have to get all the way up to 2012 New York <laughs> and a movie that lost like five million dollars wait, um, wait 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 sorry sorry yes sorry another connection between Quicksilver and this the theme song for Quicksilver was performed by uh Roger Daltrey of the Who fame oh <laughs> what what yeah Okay, Quicksilver is a Kevin Bacon bike movie, which has is also about someone who was going into kind of a businessy, suity world and then became a bike courier for love. That's that's the connection for the love um, of the game. 
for the love of the game, for the love of the sport, right. to feel alive. Do you have, Noah, a previous connection to Premium Rush that you want to tell us about? I feel like you're you're a, a longtime fan. Um, yeah, this is... I, so there's a, yeah, there's a reason I was asked Adam and Nara to do this movie uh, nigh on almost a year and a half ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Noah. And I'm really I'm sorry. Good it's okay. Friend. I feel really you bad. You are a great friend. Don't feel bad at all. I think it's good to give it the space because I've watched it two more times since I first asked. Um, I've seen this movie an alarming amount at this point, like five times. I first watched it in middle school. Um, and it's not a good... It's like not a good movie, really. I think it's a... Um, really enjoyable really silly movie with some very weird things nestled in it that like i keep coming back to because they're so bizarre um a lot of it is encapsulated in michael shannon within the movie um who is just a insane figure um and the other thing is like the bike chases are really really enjoyable and i you know i do really like biking around I like biking very fast. It feels very fun. And often in movies, it looks really lame. Mm -hmm. So it's really enjoyable to see that look so like fast and frenetic. And I think um, they do a thing in it, which is like the slow down time, like biker vision (laughs) thing, which is really silly, but also uh, really satisfying and enjoyable. Um, And yeah, it's just like this movie that has a lot of like really enjoyable elements and many puzzling elements and it just keeps drawing like like pulling me back in um so that's basically my relation to it and i also think it goes criminally underseen because it is so crazy and it lost a lot of money when it initially came out and um and i I, no one has seen it and it has a crazy trailer that has like four fonts used in it four different (laughs) fonts and graphics packages i just kind of obsessed with like the the chaos of it I do feel like it's sort of in, endured in some kind of way. I, I, weirdly, like, I feel like a lot of people have referenced this movie to me in the years since it's come out. I don't know how many of those people have actually seen it, but I think like at least the novelty of like, you know, oh, it's that bike movie. It's that movie where JGL's biking around New York City. I don't know. I feel like I've heard that reference many times, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it hasn't endured at all. Did, did and you no hear one's that? ever talked about it. Did you hear that reference from me and or Noah? Yeah. Multiple times because that's pretty likely. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I've heard of it the most. To me, this movie's almost been forgotten by the culture in a way. It seems very old when I watch it. (laughs) Even though I enjoyed it. It almost feels like it's from the even the two thousands. I know twenty twelve isn't so far off from the two thousands, but it feels very of the two thousands though, like in terms of like the style and the like I don't know the way it's like yeah like a big silly expensive movie with one recognizable star that is also not based on anything mm-hmm. like that that has sort of gone away mm-hmm. um and it lost a lot of money and like was a really I think probably an expensive movie to make I don't know I don't know what in this movie is super expensive other than shooting in New York but um it had like a 40 million dollar budget so a lot of stunt was... work and yeah that's true mm-hmm. time consuming was JGL, like, was this his peak of A-list stardom at the time? Like, I'm trying to place this in his, his career. I think I think he's starting to crest, right? Because it's like, he was a child star on, on Third Rock from the Sun, and then he started mm-hmm. doing, like, the edgier teen stuff, like Brick and Mysterious Skin. 
And then I think he fully breaks back into the mainstream with like 500 Days of Summer, 2009, mm-hmm. and then Inception, 2010. And then now I think it's starting to come down. This is the same year as Dark Knight Rises, where right. it's like, mm. I think people are already kind of like, I don't know if people were tired of him, but he just seemed to kind of disappear people after were, this. It seemed like people he... were pushing him to do stuff that he wasn't, that they didn't, like, people didn't want to see him in, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to put this in context with Inception because that is like a movie that he was not the star of, but he was a big part of. And this sort of feels like an action movie that he is the star of, you know? It's like his his move to sort of being the center of this type of movie and it just did not work out. And then he turns with another Chris Nolan movie to us, which is not so good to a, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to being a side character. And um, it kind of, that movie doesn't work out. It just kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, this is, is the same year as Looper too, isn't it? Mm. but this is a intro like this is a an odd action like this isn't you don't watch this and you think like this guy's trying to be like an action star or if he is it's a very specific like type of action star like he's you know he's not even real it's the everyone kind of comes together and he i guess leads the force in some kind of way but like yeah nara well, I was just gonna say it's weird that it's like this is a very sort of like old fashioned type of action star to me compared to like twenty twelve. That's when like Avengers came out. This is when like sort of like superhero like that sort of like action movie started mm-hmm. like taking over like Fast and Furious kind of vibe where it's like very, very big, very high stakes action star. You don't really have the subtle, just sort of like everyday person that gets thrown into a kind of like weird convoluted mm-hmm. plot is the action star and then like goes on with their life after mm-hmm. it's kind of like mm-hmm. you need to build this entire elaborate world that the character lives in whereas this guy is like i guess you're looking kind of at like a subculture vaguely but it's like not the action movie that like you then move into into the 2012s with like all the marvel stuff popping off but even like um things that weren't like huge franchises or or renowned characters like those action stars were usually more macho which i think is what adam's getting at or like I don't yeah. think Joseph Gordon-Levitt even really, like, does any, like, combat. Like, he never, like, hurts anyone else directly in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. He yeah, just he's... gets away all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he's not, like, a macho star in this as well. And he's not even, like, like even... I think the superhero movies are definitely evident of this. But I, I think action movies in the 90s and 2000s as well, where there's, like, one big macho hero who's going to, like, save the day. There's one guy who's, like, he's he's the, the savior. Um but I don't think that's the energy of this movie at all. He's just a guy who's like getting away and then all the bikers come together to sort of save the day. It's a very like, like he's definitely the star, but it's not like a oh, super. Yes. In that satisfying conclusion where they <laughs> save the yeah. day. <laughs> where they all beat up the cop. They, they, they all kind awesome. of nod to one guy. <laughs> oh yeah, they push him a little bit. Yeah. But there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe also what sets his character apart is that his character wants nothing to do. Like, he doesn't want to be heroic. He doesn't want to be known. He just wants to ride his bike around the city, and that's it. And he hates anybody that gets in the way of him just riding his bike. Well, this is almost why I feel like like it, it's a kind of that, like, apprehension to be a part of it that brings the movie kind of into almost a noir movie space. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very bright. Like, visually, it has no connection to that. But, like, in terms of someone getting pulled into something, like, just trying to do their job and getting pulled into something all conspiratorial and convoluted like it kind of has this a similar plot construction yeah i totally saw that and that was the stuff that i was most into like um Mm. that the kind of reveal of what's going on with michael shannon i think is great um 
and the thing with his girlfriend's roommate like their connection is weird but that story is interesting and i really like that he kind of i think the classic noir thing and even action movie thing is he has a chance to give up the whole thing without getting involved and his ego Mm -hmm. is too big and he's too much into the code of being a bike courier that he doesn't give michael shannon the the ticket in that first scene where they meet um and that throws him into the whole plot yeah yeah that's true can we talk about the plot because i'm really curious to hear people's thoughts about the plot a song coming on? Oh my god, is it Seb's summary time? Out here in the Sebs, we fight for summaries. <laughs> I give up back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, that was that was really good. Actually. I actually that was, was beautiful. Adam. I was actually really proud of that one. <laughs> I think it went really well. Thanks, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, um, Seb. I I did Wikipedia this movie once while watching it to kind of get my bearings <laughs> wow oh I'm, I'll be ryan, ashamed to say <laughs> ryan did the same thing you're not alone in that community There's even though a community i've of people who i've had seen it I, <laughs> I only fully understood the plot third time through. <laughs> like I, even this time i was like okay so they're going there and they're connected to that it was like kind of like oh okay it's hard you're because... like i need to get the string out and do the exactly exactly i wasn't sure at times how much i was supposed to know and what was being like deliberately hidden because it's yeah. told in this like out of order thing but what ends up happening which i guess is partially a spoiler because this all gets revealed at different times but i think the only way to t- even the wikipedia gives up and just tells it chronologically um but what ends up happening is that uh wiley is a by courier who had kind of has a not a death wish but is like very daring and loves the thrill of it um and he gets involved in there's a woman named nima who happens to be his roommate's girlfriend she's trying to get her girlfriend's son girlfriend's roommate. roommate yes that's what i meant um trying to get her son and her mother um i think just i think just her son, just her but, son but her it seems like her, I don't know what the answer is, like, the, her mother, I guess, or a caregiver. Also right. There. So she's, but anyway, she's trying to get her son from China into the States. Um, and to do that, she has to smuggle him in illegally. And she saved up money for years, and it's all in this ticket that can be exchanged for uh, her son's passage to the States. And meanwhile, this cop, whose name is Bobby Monday played by michael shannon i love the names <laughs> um owes all this uh money and gambling debts to a group of chinese gangsters and he can pay that debt off by getting the ticket to them because the ticket is worth so much money so he's chasing joseph gordon levitt and joseph gordon levitt's trying to keep the ticket away from him plus joseph gordon levitt's also on the run from a bike cop from yes. the, the most fun. persistent mm-hmm. bike cop in New York City. <laughs> and also trying to win his girlfriend back. Yes. Also, Joseph Levitt's just having a bad day. I feel like... A bad hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a time a time <laughs> construction to the whole movie that I didn't understand the importance of, but whatever. I appreciate that it was like an in real time because the movie's 91 minutes long and the arc of the story is 90 minutes. Or like okay. 89 minutes because he delivers it one minute before seven right i i also 
found that the little clock that popped up actually confused me more than I think if yeah. there was no clock. Yeah. But I, I, I also did appreciate the idea of a real-time movie. But I think some of the... I was saying this to, to Noah before we started, but I actually think the screenplay isn't so bad. Like, I think it's actually pretty well-constructed, even though at times it is confusing, and what's actually happening and the way, uh, you know, some information is doled out is pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. My beef is actually with the filmmaking, with the with the chase sequences, even though I, I enjoyed them. Wow. Um, <laughs> do you want to... Do you want to elaborate? Can I, I, I agree with you. I think the screenplay is good. I think the direction of the dramatic beats mm-hmm. makes them super confusing mm-hmm. to me. Um, I remember all the whole scene where Michael Shannon is like losing his money. Yeah. Is it Mahjong? And then he goes across the street and there's just like all this extra stuff mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And there's like this other guy who's like his like friend who's sitting there reading a newspaper and there's just like a lot of stuff that's like un super unclear um and um yeah, uh, yeah there's like a lot of a lot of just like stuff going on that doesn't is like it's okay to do stuff that's like outside of the main plot but there's so much of it at such density that it's really hard to parse what's important and what's not and it, there's also this like weird uh tonal and stylistic whiplash thing that happens so often in the film, (laughs) which I I don't mind in theory, like, you know, a movie that's oscillating between these like really fun or, you know, yeah, really fun biking scenes. And then these, you know, dramatic scenes that are played very, very dramatic. But I, I, I I don't know. I guess I just never felt like they really were married very Mm -hmm. nicely. And I like this film, Mm -hmm. by the way, I preface on saying that, but uh, I do agree. I do absolutely agree on the direction. And the the gambling scene was when I Wikipedia'd, and I actually don't mind a lot of that, and I don't mind like that it's it's complicated or even confusing. But with that scene, they like explain the ticket in dialogue, and the ticket is actually a pretty complicated idea. And later, mm-hmm. it's explained in a more visual way with Jamie Chung with with Nima's character, where like you see the the guy draw it out and go like, "This ticket yeah. is money," mm-hmm. and it makes sense at that point. But at the mm-hmm. beginning, they're like, okay, you need this ticket. And they're just saying it to Michael Shannon. I'm like, am I supposed to understand what is happening right now? I think they're keeping it they intentionally tic- vague. The ticket but... is worth a lot of money. Right. right. Yeah. That's all they say. Yeah. But it was more frustrating than like uh, intriguing. Uh, yeah. Ha- yeah. The how vague it was. Because I think the idea, like, it's supposed to be a, a misdirect of sorts. You don't realize that it's actually for her kid. Uh, and JGL yeah. doesn't know what what he's like chasing after, but um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like it didn't feel like an intentional uh, vagueness. It just felt frustrating. And I think like I would be more invested in the beginning if I knew what the stakes were from the start. And I know you mm-hmm. want to parse that out in an interesting way. And it, I think it'd be okay if JGL didn't know. But it's like, I I mean, it's scary when Michael Shannon's chasing him at the start, and that's exciting. But then after a while, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know why he's being chased. Um, and just like he doesn't know why he's like protecting this money. And it's like, I don't know. I thought it, it, they're trying to save like this big reveal that might have actually invested me more. If I knew yeah. Higher. I don't know. Like it might have been cool to start like to open the film on sort of like a cold open with. Or just like open it like right in the middle of like Jamie 
Chung sort of storyline instead of the like when Joseph Gordon Levitt got in the crash and it was like midway. I guess like <laughs> supposed to. I don't know. Like it would have been more interesting if you just like opened it with Jamie Chung's storyline mm-hmm. and then went back to Joseph Gordon Levitt's storyline. So you still sort of know that like this is like going to be back into the story somehow or like oh maybe that's how joseph gordon levitt is involved in this and how michael shannon's involved in this is something to do with like jamie chung but then you're sort of like trying to figure out how exactly they're involved with it um instead of us trying to figure out literally everything Mm -hmm. um might have been like a more fun way to like bring it in or at least a more intriguing way because i honestly like I, I don't understand why they opened the movie like that. Mm-hmm. Besides, they're like, oh my god, it's high stakes. Um, yeah. I feel like... Or it's like, it seems like they're like trying to force that the movie is secretly about, like... Like, the, that the movie is actually about, like, Wiley and... Is her name Vanessa? Yeah, and Vanessa's relationship, and it's, like, about him winning it back, when I think the more compelling story is, like it's actually like about how like um Nima's character and like like how, like her struggle like trying to get her like son to like the US um and then also trying to like like navigating this like other sort of world that operates in such a different way and like honestly does have very compelling moments like the moment at the end when uh, Michael Shannon gets shot and then all the dudes just like walk away is like a really fun like cool moment um I love that that shot where they're all walking away it's so great yeah. like I I don't know I kind of want more like with that like not not necessarily like more of that storyline but I didn't want it to feel like so secondary to Joseph Gordon Levitt's like romance plot yeah I I thought it was balanced okay but at the end it's definitely like it's a shot of of Nima crying because her son she's gonna be reunited with her son after years and then yeah. it's a shot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Vanessa making out and it's like you can't make those equivalent and you can't yeah. show them making out second like that's like the important one you want to end on yeah I totally agree I'm like yeah and I also think it's interesting kind of that like it's touched on so briefly, but the reason that her son can't leave China is because the government won't let him because she wrote about um, China's uh, yeah. China's the, what China's doing was doing in Tibet mm-hmm. uh, and is doing in Tibet. Um, and it's like truly like the most in passing line, like barely touched on. But, like, <laughs> she just says it in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, and it's, it's like, like... No, I was supposed to say, it's also interesting because, like, she's in, like, law school or whatever. Like, and Mm -hmm. it would have been interesting to sort of, like, bring that into play a little bit more. Like, have not even, like, necessarily, like, her be like, oh, I'm a lawyer, so I know all this stuff that... I don't know, like, when Michael Shannon was, like, interrogating her weirdly, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it's, like, I don't know, it's, like, obviously she's, like... An intelligent and like very frightened person and you get like one moment where you see her sort of like pulling one over on michael shannon being like i want to know why an irs agent has an nypd badge <laughs> or whatever but it, like it would have been cool to see her have like a little bit more agency besides just being like 
frightened and be like, oh my god, I'm so thankful to the U.S. for giving me all this freedom that I cannot have in China. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. That's what I thought with the Tibet line, is that I, I actually like the Nima character, and I do think, at Greenard, there's lots of moments where you see how smart she is. Uh, but I also think, like, there's a bit of, like, that, you know, perfect immigrant trope that, that people sometimes talk totally. about. And, like, I thought that line was going, like, oh, it's China's laws that are keeping her from immigrating. And that's why she has to, like, illegally immigrate into the States. There's no problem yeah. with the States. Like, she's a really good person, and it's China's the problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's also, like, weird, the or not weird, weird necessarily. I understand sort of why they did it in the movie, but I think it's sort of, like, a missed opportunity to have her be, like, Vanessa's roommate and, like, go to school with Wiley and everything, but then just not have her be sort of, like, more active in, like, that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, have the you have the flashback to, like, Wiley and Vanessa, like, making out and then him winning the bike, but then you can't, like, give a little bit more screen time to Nima, like... And all that tells you is how he got his bike, which is not actually very interesting. I'm like, I don't care about the bike, like... It tells you things you already know. It tells you he got he has bike. Um, he he's was or is with Vanessa, Manny's and Manny is jealous. That's all it tells you. Yeah, and, already, yeah. Um, well, and that he went to law school. Sleigh bells was that's, performing. That's... You didn't see it. But... Oh yeah, sleigh bells. They were they were just on stage. Bells. It was so good. Give it, give it up <laughs> to sleigh bells. Well, that that were they? Sorry, go on. No, you can go, Adam. It's fine. But no, if you gotta say something, important. you gotta say something about sleigh bells, please. Oh, I was just going to say, were Sleigh like, even in the movie? Or was it just, like, so some people whose faces you can't see walking off a stage and then the guy's like, give it up for Sleigh Bells? I'm pretty sure it's out of focus in the background. You just see four people go off in a line. <laughs> I love I was... music. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's my problem with the screenplay, and maybe it's a direction thing. But the I, I'm actually, I was actually into like the biking stuff for the first 30 minutes of the movie. And not that I wasn't oh, yeah. into it uh, later, but once you introduce Nima and we get into her storyline, it, it's hard to go back to the biking stuff and to feel like, you know, the same kind of... Like, I, I, it's hard to be invested in the same kind of way, even though I know, like, they're, I guess, trying to help Nima. But, like, I, 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 want, I want to see more of her and want to see more of... No, you know that storyline totally. at that point i totally agree um i think the first 30 minutes is super enjoyable and then it starts to get a little patchy after that to me actually a lot of i don't know kind of what we're talking about is just like the way the character time is balanced and the thing we haven't mentioned is how much michael shannon there is in this movie <laughs> like it's really basically it's kind of a movie about joseph gordon levitt and his girlfriend but it's really a movie about joseph gordon levitt and michael shannon in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and it's kind of yeah. framed as like a cat and mouse chase. When I think it would be a totally a more interesting movie if it was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like his like kind of maybe detective work and Nima and what is actually going on. Like that is a, a lot more, I don't know if they're well integrated together, then it's a lot more tense. But I'm curious what you guys think about Michael Shannon's place in it. You guys lose Noah there. I did lose Noah for like yeah, the of your statement. The very end of your, uh, your point. I was I was just curious what you guys make of Michael Shannon in this movie. He, did I go out again? 
No. No, he's fine. No, I'm just, just thinking. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> it's taking me a second to just take in the totality of that question. I think <laughs> Michael Shannon did a very good job at portraying, like, the type of person that you never want to meet. You're like, this is just a horrible person. Like, he did such a good job of playing a villain that had, like, just a villain. Just a straight-up evil, bad dude. But he's so weird, too. He like... yells... <laughs> he, it's super weird. He yells delinquent scum at some kids crossing the street. Like, yeah, and I think it's, like, perfect. Because really I think the thing is, is the movie's kind of, like, oh, yeah, like, it sets it up. It kind of seems like kind of, like, anti-bike propaganda at the very beginning when Joseph Gordon Levitt's doing his voiceover spiel bringing you into it because you're like, yeah, you're an awful dude. Like, you sound so annoying and obnoxious. And then you meet Michael Shannon, who's this guy who just, like, outwardly, like, is so, like, selfish and, like, hates everyone so much um and then you're kind of like okay fine like these bike messengers you know what pretty good better than you i like i'm into the bike messengers i'm into the bike couriers you didn't like them i didn't dislike them i just hated wiley at the beginning and then because michael shannon is so much worse than wiley i'm like okay you're not that bad wiley okay yeah it's like a moral moral relativism (laughs) yeah (laughs) just before we get off it completely, I think there's like an easy fix mm-hmm. for what we've been saying where you could easily make the screenplay a movie about a bike courier who saved up for years to get her kid, you know, yeah. into oh, America. Oh, yeah, that is an easy fix. And then she's being chased to get the money. Like, And it's just like, why involve this other guy, you know? Yeah. Who's like... Because yeah. Joseph wouldn't love it. He's on the come up. <laughs> yeah, well, it did... Millions. And you, it did feel like trying to patch together ideas that don't necessarily fit together. Because I, I absolutely agree. I think that's a movie, and that's a good movie. Um, I agree. But it also kind of wanted to be just this, like, fun, silly, like, cat and mouse thing through the city. That I, I mean, I'm sounding like a broken record. I'm kind of saying this over and over. But which I do think is okay for the first little bit. Because I'm thinking at that point, like, okay, this is just a, a wild romp through the city and it's super heightened and michael shannon's doing something so over the top jgl is doing something you know pretty over the top as well um he's doing something yeah but like then it i it it you know once it also wants to be like a serious humanistic drama it it doesn't it never really comes together for me yeah nara sorry Noah. i know this is your favorite movie (laughs) i was just i was just oh no 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 I was just thinking, like, as you were saying that, because it's, like, they try and bring in this humanistic element, which seems very, like, secondary, like, very, like, afterthought. So I'm, like, wondering, like, did they originally just write, like, a bike chase film with a crooked cop and a bike courier? And it was originally about, like, drugs or something. Like, he was secretly, like, I don't know, like, selling drugs or, like, how to deal with, like, some dealer to, like, get him out. But then the studio, like, that is just, like, too typical, and the studio wouldn't go for that because the bike movie is kind of goofy. So they had to bring in this other more, like, edgier, like, more politically relevant sort of storyline. Like, this, like, expected thing to, like, get their film sold, and that's why this sort of, like, bringing this, like, um, helping this kid, like, immigrate to the U.S. and, like, having, um, and, like, working with, like, an immigrant who is, like, wrote an article about tibet is like um sort of like the like motivating plot behind it all or well and also kind of with that underscore as well that kind of anti-china underscore um it also makes the jgl stuff 
worse for me because then it almost frames it like he's this like you know a free american who can who just can ride through the city and do what he wants isn't it so great living in america uh and it's, it makes it less good for me even though i don't mind his his thing at the start when he's like i don't want to work an office job i want to just ride through the city and be free but then it kind of ends then it, it i don't know maybe that's just me maybe i'm totally reading into it but it seems to frame it as a, a stupid American. Yeah, thing. I can see that. And to me, it just sucks that Nima is like the most compelling character and she's like sixth down in the cast, you know, like, yeah. Why are we hanging out with like Manny and, and Wiley when this person has like this high stakes story? Yeah. Is bike cop build a get uh, above her? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But like, okay. Bike cop is not, sucks. but it is. She's like so yeah, uninvolved. In it her does own suck, story, you know. Yeah, it totally does suck. Even though there is like, I do, I did find, yeah, and I did find the parts where she's like collecting the money and stuff very compelling mm-hmm. and like really interesting. Also, because like those are kind of like, I don't know that it would be interesting to understand also a little more about like how that money transferring world works. Like it's it's something that they don't really get into, but is is really interesting um i think those scenes are really good um but i also yeah there is like this kind of like chaotic construction to just the amount of characters stuffed into it it feels almost like it is like actually it's interesting the fix that that was you guys suggested which is just making nima the main making nima the bike courier character because this movie's main problem in some ways is each each story plot like each story point has its own character so it's like every subplot they might want to add just like they made a new character which they have to devote more screen time to um and that leads to a lot of its messiness i think yeah and oh sorry noah sorry oh no i'm done sorry i think my wi-fi is really terrible (laughs) Um, so i may actually have to i might try reconnecting um okay Okay. do you want to do that uh, for now i'm done um yeah here let me just hold hold (laughs) for a second be right back the the only other thing i wanted to say about like our proposed fix or or at least what i was proposing is i know that might not solve the problem because that's what adam's saying is like maybe that doesn't fit with the fun bike movie i know some people had that issue with knives out where um marta the main character of that movie like the villains constantly threaten her with like being deported and like deporting her family and if some people who are actually like facing those fears as immigrants were having trouble watching this fun murder mystery when that's hanging over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I understand that as well. I, um, I definitely understand that critique of Knives Out, but but I would say like the the thing is at least they try to weave that in as like a core part of the the movie. Like that that is a uh, yeah, it's it's weaved into the main plot line of the movie rather mm-hmm. than this where it's like a very secondary thing and we spend very little time with Nima. Yeah, and Marta's the main character of Knives Out. But I think... Yeah. But yeah, I, I see that point for sure. The larger problem for me is if you look at who's threatening to do that in Knives Out, it's Michael Shannon again. So we just got to get this guy out of Hollywood. <laughs> he's threatening to deport everyone. Well, Seb, he's playing characters. That's no, not... that's really that's really what he thinks. No, oh. no, no. So, oh. no, 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 I'm just joking. I have no idea. <laughs> when they turn off the movie, all the people are still alive? 
Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a movie. When I close my screen, you're you're still there. Yeah. Well, not on not on your screen, but okay. somewhere else. Yes. I'm gonna need a second. I think. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I I uh. I I think Michael Shannon's pretty good in the movie. I love I love what he's doing in this. Like I I hate him so much in this movie. I'm gonna be honest. What? But, but I, yeah, no, I think he's. I think it's, you hate the performance. Kind of. I just like I I can't tell if it's the writing or the performance. But I wrote down in my book. I was taking notes. I was like, doo, 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 and I wrote, "Is he drunk or just crazy?" <laughs> like over and over and over again. And there's just like. I get that he's supposed to be manic, but he's so wildly unhinged. Um, and so, like, he feels like, I mean, it's the thing, and this is not actually entirely a critique, because I, this movie is a enjoyable mess, which is one of my favorite types of movies. Hell yeah. And, but he feels like he's in a totally different movie from <laughs> everyone else to me. But that feels like, like the movie it should be. Yeah. And my yeah, opinion, I kind of in agree. In my opinion. That's, that's why I like it. But sorry, go on. I just... I wish, like, if the whole movie looked like, looked, like, if it was shot the way he's acting, if you know what I mean, like, if it was a lot yeah. more kind of stylized and grandiose and, um, uh, kind of frenetic, yeah. um, yeah, I think it would be probably a, a much, much better movie, but I also think within the movie that it is right now, his performance is so weird, and he, like, the amount, like, I, I, can I just, like, and I think it's also in the writing, so I just want to read you a couple of his. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so, okay, if we imagine this, like, let's just imagine this movie, if it's all Michael Shannon, maybe some of these super weird lines work, mm-hmm. but as is now, it's like, he's so in a different space than, like, everyone else. And he, watching him and JGL talk to each other when it's, like, cutting back and forth is, like, you're watching two movies that have been artfully intercut in a YouTube <laughs> montage. Um, Every okay. I'm painting right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is from all the characters. It's just, like, the craziest the craziest lines that feel so weird. I wrote, and I wrote so, one down as well. Like a mistake. Yeah. I just oh, feel I have like, a yeah, I'd love to... I'd love to... I don't know. Like, this is the thing I love about this movie. It's just, like, the weird shit that... And, I don't know if I can swear. The weird stuff that ended up in there. Yeah, go for say, it. What um, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we start with Manny's a gentleman, but Manny's got appetite. Uh, followed by Have You Seen My Thighs? Um, and then there's the exchange where um, Wiley said... Like, Michael Shannon asks Wiley what his name is when he's first confronting him. And he says, Wiley. And then Michael Shannon goes, Why Lee? Like the coyote? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then JGL uh, refers to his shawarma as an urban food log. <laughs> yeah. A delicious urban food log. He says, urban food like, log. Can you hold my delicious urban food log? And then he says, hold. No, he says, I've just acquired this delicious urban food log. Okay. Uh, and I want to enjoy it. And then when he's like, all right, I'll get you. Your thing, oh, can you hold my Michael log? Shannon, he says, hold my log. <laughs> and then Michael Shannon throws it. Anyway, he, then Michael Shannon yells delinquent scum at some random teenagers. Um, uh, Do you have the line where my favorite line in the entire movie where Michael Shannon's driving in his car down oh, busy New I York City going, one. Oh, yeah. I'm ch- he's going, I'm chasing a bicycle. 
Yeah, he goes, he goes yeah. I'm chasing a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he does this evil laugh. <laughs> so good. And they're going under the bridge from um, the French yes. Connection, I think. Yeah, which is just like... Oh, <laughs> like true. A, you're going under the bridge from a better movie, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and then there's I Forgot My Bullets, which he says oh, yeah. to his <laughs> friends. Um, when they're there, she's like, hold on, I gotta go back. I forgot my bullets. I'll meet you there. <laughs> which is really silly. Um, and then there's... Um, Oh, I love I when, his to- when his tooth falls out and he's like, my tooth. <laughs> that seems bizarre. Like, that scene came out of nowhere. There's a lot of stuff where it's like the screenwriter like sets up like, like he like comes to the police station. He's explaining away his like swollen mouth to his, to his like colleagues, which I had not noticed that his mouth was swollen no. at that point. <laughs> he says, oh yeah. I was at the dentist and this lady just yanks the tooth out. And then instantly it flashes back to him, like, getting beat up yeah. uh, and losing his tooth. And it's like, ah, now this question that you didn't have. <laughs> exactly. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know what this um, tooth. Yeah. And then there's a lot of him yelling about being a cop while committing crimes. But that, I guess, is not entirely unrealistic. Yeah. Um. And then there's this weird moment. I don't know if you noticed this, but it's like pulling up at towards the end of the movie, and the they're biking, but the camera starts pointing at the street. This is like one of the only times where it's the camera movement is not motivated by like their physical action. And there's like a outline of a dead body. Oh yeah, in the I saw bike that. Lane. Yeah, and it's totally unexplained. And I'm just like, is this some like? What what is happening here? <laughs> I, I feel like that points to how many times two of you have seen this movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's like it's like an aerial shot, and it's kind of like them going. It's when Wiley and Manny are gonna like race through the park, right? yes. and yes, it like yes, yes. it like pans up from the street of them going through the like into the entrance of the park. I also love when they're doing the race how the two cops are just like, man, get off the trail. Yeah, I know. It's so that, funny. They don't seem that mad, and then they just call some dude from police dispatch for some reason, and Bike Cop comes along again. <laughs> well, like, Bike Cop has nothing else to do. This is one thing I like about this movie is it's very much an A cab movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, it totally is. Shannon's a monster, and the cops are not concerned with anything that's going on that's actually criminal about this. They're just mad about the petty grudge that the Bike Cop has with Jogo, and they all know, like, oh, your bike guy went by. Like, I heard the description. It's because they pissed off this one cop. Like, it's not about anything they're yeah. doing. Also, yeah. when, or when bike cop just, like, tackles Manny, like, jumps yeah. off of his bike. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, all the cops know how how extreme Michael Shannon is, and they all, mm-hmm. like, are cool with it. They're all happy to uh, support his behavior. Like, and, and every cop we do see in the movie is totally either, like, totally apathetic or totally acom- incompetent. Uh, yeah, there's and a it's lot very satisfying when all the bikes co- well, all the bikers come together. and Well, it's sort is of it? satisfying. I wanted them to beat him up more. Yeah. I wanted them to beat him up. It's a satisfying. It's almost satisfying. It's satisfying when they come together I, to do it, to beat up Michael Shannon. I remember. But they don't really beat him up. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie. And that montage of like all the different dispatchers getting the call, oh, and they're all calling Johnny. the thing. It's like, oh my god, they're gonna all come and they're gonna do something crazy. There's gonna yeah. be like a there's like a hundred of them. There's gonna be a hundred of them. Massive bike fight. There's gonna be all these policemen. Maybe the like 
the Mahjong Parlor guys are going to be there. Maybe it's going to be like a big fight or like a chase or whatever. I don't know. And then, and then the three people pull up and then he's like, ah, is this your backup? And then Wiley's like, haha, no, they are. And then a line of bicyclists slowly bike around the corner. <laughs> I know. I was While so... ringing their bells. <laughs> while ringing their bells. Ding, ding, ding. And they all have their lights on flashing. And they ride past and they lightly shove Michael one after I know, I was so And hyped. then they come around and they shove him on the other side. <laughs> I was so hyped. I thought it was going to be literally like a hundred bike bikers were going to like fight a bunch of cops and just beat them all Me up. Me too. And I was like, okay, let's go. This is going to be a great flick. And then what? it was so disappointing. <laughs> like, also, it's like a chase movie. And it doesn't yeah. end with the chase. It ends with that weird bike circle. I thought it would have made sense if, like... I thought they were all going to come in. And again, I've seen this before, and I didn't remember what happened. But I thought they were all going to come in, and they were all going to be wearing red shirts. And so it was like, oh, there's <laughs> Joseph oh, Gordon-Levitt. That would have been great. <laughs> I'm sure that's from a different movie. I don't I don't remember. It, it's but- a... It also would have been sick if it was like there's still like a bike chase going down through the city, whatever. It's nighttime, and then the mm-hmm. cycle, like the bike messengers, just start coming from all their different like dispatches in the city and like bottlenecks in. Yeah, like, Michael yeah. Shannon yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like yeah. you think he's gonna get away, but then oh no, next turn there's like how the cops were there, and then Wiley and Vanessa had to go down the alley. Yeah, I think that. Also, it would have been the first bike chase at night in the movie because everything else takes place in the daytime. I was like, when in the year is this that it's that hot, but then it's like <laughs> yeah, pitch black it's at nighttime seven. at seven o'clock? I was thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, I think that the like size of the set piece is prob- was probably a budgetary thing. I'm sure they would have liked for there mm-hmm. to be a bunch more yeah, bikers, yeah. but they could have at least like yeah, it could have at least been more of a scene when they actually get to Michael Shannon. Like it's just they yeah. don't do anything. They don't do anything. They need a barricade. And, yeah. You know, they all have chains, and we don't see what happens. Yeah. yeah also, like Vanessa takes her like chain and like smashes the dude's mirror in the beginning. Can <laughs> yeah. nobody like? I also. Yeah. And oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Seth. Just like on the A cab thing, like the portrayal of the cops and how willing they are to protect each other and like go after the bikers made me think yeah. that. The story's not over when Michael Shannon gets murdered. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't just get to go back to his day job. Like, they killed this cop. Like, I know he didn't do it, but I feel like there could have been an extra scene where, like, somebody's like, "Uh, Michael Shannon, you're out of control, and I'm not covering for you anymore, and, like, you're you're in with the mob, and we can't protect... I don't know. Like, something like that. Yeah. Well, that was the only thing where I was, like... I do think it's an ACAB movie and, you know, all the cops are shown to be uh, enabling of Michael Shannon, but it does still portray him a little bit like he's the bad apple. Like everyone else is bad, mm-hmm. but he's he's so extreme in his badness that like, yeah. I don't know if the movie is necessarily implicating all cops as it should. It's definitely all cops are incompetent. It, which Yeah, I think I it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's. I guess the cops are incompetent, but it also reads, I guess there's also saying about sort of like something about like the obscene amount of power that cops have, but there's also like a little bit of me that it's like, oh, this is sort of about like the public's intolerance to bike people almost, or like the sort of like the pub, like the ridiculousness Mm -hmm. of public reliance on cops rather than like cops themselves are bad. It's just like 
the public's relationship to cops are problem is problematic like um just sort of like people's willingness to like like when the bike cop is like introduced she's like yeah i get that you have a job but like you shouldn't be on a sidewalk or whatever um like all that and then it's also like the like i don't know it sort of seems more like less the like cops are bad people that we shouldn't trust and are incompetent at their jobs and more sort of like um yeah i guess it's not saying that cops are inherently bad it's just saying that like cops are kind of like ridiculous and goofy which is Mm -hmm. like like there's no there's no that's true it's like yeah again what adam you were saying like michael shannon's the one bad apple and no cops are necessarily good cops but they seem sort of like harmless almost yeah maybe the the one point i'd give it for this kind of thriller is that even though I just criticized the ending, the system doesn't uh, arrest Michael Shannon, which happens in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we caught him, we got some evidence on him, and then now he's going to jail problem solved. Like, mm-hmm. it, the gangsters take care of him, and that seems to solve the problem more than, you know, he, he doesn't get arrested and, and hauled away at the end, which a lot of movies like this do. Yeah, yeah, I, totally. I, I, yeah. I guess I just wish it went further, but I think that's the case with like, a lot of things with this movie. Like, uh, I see so like, many elements because even as you're describing not liking uh, Michael Shannon in the like not like Michael Shannon, not liking Michael Shannon's performance, Noah, and uh, you know I think it's one of the things I I love a lot about it. But I I think that it's that's kind of just evidence of like, you know, there's so many things they try to throw into this. But uh, that it's easy to kind of pick the one you like or don't like, but it's mm-hmm. clear that it doesn't all kind of come together as a full cohesive movie. And I'm with you, Noah, that like a lot of my favorite movies are like, you know, ambitious messes that don't quite come together, but just have a lot of interesting elements thrown in. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't. I didn't love this as much because I didn't find it as ambitious as I would have wanted, despite all the different elements thrown in that are interesting individually. I'm I'm not sure if that if I'm making my point clearly, but makes sense. The one okay. thing I thank I, God I, I think is oh God, I was my heart was pounding. I was like, am I making that this silence point? was deafening? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, in those four seconds, it felt like it was four hours. I was like, oh my God, and Noah doesn't even want to talk to me anymore because I just. I was dissing on his favorite movie, like, oh, God. <laughs> this is this is actually, and this is, like, I, part of the reason I've watched this movie so many times is because if I, if I want any movie to be remade, it's this movie. Like, I don't want any remake of a movie that was good. I want this one because it's a lot. It's just, like, missed opportunities and, like, mistakes over and over again that definitely has something really good in there. And I think, like, you give this to, like, a really interesting screenwriter and director and it could be like fantastic so jgl if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) well i i would love that you know what give this movie to jean-luc godard i think he could make something great out of it if you let him direct it (laughs) invent uh, some new type of cut or something (laughs) yeah maybe the director of this has kind of an interesting uh career if we want to go down that real quick well, I was going to say, he's like one of the most successful screenwriters of all time. He wrote like Jurassic Park and uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. And, like, Carlito's it's Way, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the filmography now. Death Becomes Her, um, War of the Worlds. 
and then directed and wrote Ghost Town, which was a it's a hit, right? I've never seen it. I don't think it was a hit. I don't but even it, know what it's that not. Is. That's a Ricky Gervais movie. Yeah, that's not bad from what I remember. I remember it being pretty good. The most tolerable like Ricky Gervais thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then directed this, and then directed Mordecai, which is, oh, I've never wow. seen yeah. it, but is apparently really terrible. It has um, a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, which is, oh, maybe it's gone up to 15, actually. You've been moderating? <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, because I remember the poster and the trailer really well, because it was, it was everywhere. It had a huge marketing push. Yeah. And no one saw it. <laughs> it lost a ton of money, and was terrible and also was like kind of the last like swing at Johnny Depp trying to like star in things mm-hmm. um, or people at least casting him as a star. Uh, so I, it's to me, it's a very memorable movie. I had a dream one time where I was watching a movie and I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And then it got to the end and it said Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I, I'm so stupid. That's the terrible movie. <laughs> and I think that dream was telling me something about um, expectations based off of, you know, public perception of... of right, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't judge a book by its cover just because everyone's saying it's bad. I got to go in with open with an open mind. And if you judge Mordecai by the poster, you would think <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> it does look terrible. <laughs> If you were if you were to judge Mordecai by the trailer, poster, the first twenty minutes, material, the last the hour. synopsis, the first hour, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I would defend about the well, I love the Michael Shen performance, but I also think it's admirably weird considering this is not when he was big at all. This is not someone like going like I don't care about this movie. I'm gonna do whatever I want. This is like his shot at the big time. Like this is like his That's big so movie. True. And he did right. the weirdest thing imaginable. <laughs> I like it. I think it's like he's he's. I think both menacing and pathetic in a way that the character demands. And also just strange. Like, okay, I don't like the performance that much within the context of the, the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. but I definitely was incredibly engaged while watching it, and do totally respect it as a a swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, you're like when he's by, uh, driving under the bridge being like, I'm chasing a bike. <laughs> like, and I was like, holy shit. Like, this man is is losing it. Um, yeah. And like every scene where like, he like, yeah, like every moment like that is like, definitely it, it, it conjures a world, you know? Like, like, who is this guy? What was his childhood like? I'd also say like Michael Shannon is like very, like almost his performance is like, very necessary to keep this film engaging because it's like all the mm-hmm. other performances are kind of very flat. It's like Joseph mm-hmm. Gordon Levitt's just doing his one thing the entire time. You know what? It it sort of reminds I'd me. I'd say of... Vanessa's not a yeah. No, no, go on, please. No, please, I was sorry. I was gonna say I would say Vanessa doesn't give a great performance and doesn't isn't given much to do. And then I'd also say like I don't know what to think about Manny. Manny's. Manny is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Maybe really, I feel bad for that guy. I think I think Manny. I think the actor who was playing Manny did Manny how Manny how the director wanted Manny to be. But I don't know if Manny was like the most believable or the most necessary character. I think he's an unnecessary character, but I also just am like. Wow, it, he's it like very... he has one tone of voice the entire time, and it is like 
just like snark machismo and it like to me it's just i feel like he could have had so much more fun being a jerk honestly like one of the best performances in the movie i thought was or not the best performance but like most intriguing maybe it's just because i like that that subplot the one of my favorite performances was the uh old guy that jamie chung brought the money to yeah Mm -hmm. i loved him more, I really liked him. him. But also, like, yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon's, like, unpredictable energy was sort of necessary to keep this film going should, for more than mm-hmm. 40 minutes. Should I just say for the record <laughs> that we are taking a bike down the avenue? Seems like. Oh, let's avenue. take a bike. Let's take a bike. I guess we've been talking about it throughout. I wanted to say one thing that I, I um, uh, Michael Shannon's performance in this reminded me of JGL's performance in G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, both of those, like, they're really taking a swing in an otherwise, like, pretty, like, kind of, on a, well, I wouldn't say this is unadventurous, actually, and certainly not unadventurous in the way that uh, um, G.I. Joe is. But they're both taking a big swing in a movie where, like, I wish everyone and everything in the movie took a big swing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just gotta, I gotta tip my cap, like, I gotta respect it. Because it just feels like that... I would love if the movie was that. Yeah, I think the other, like, um... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I need to check the meme in our second. <laughs> 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 That's good. Oh my God. You pulled that up really fast. <laughs> yeah, that was a great I photo. think Nara probably has tandem saved. <laughs> I do not. You sure? I'm sure, I'm sure I don't. Then why did oh, you send me a, a Kijiji a... tandem <laughs> the other day? For the listeners, Nara is sending us pictures of tandem bikes with the caption, Us on Whack Actor Avenue. <laughs> it's four, wow. a four-person yeah, yeah, tandem Yeah, four bike, people tandem bikes. <laughs> to be specific. Um, Sorry, that's Sebi definitely us. Yeah. Well, I think that, the, like... Noah, I really like what you said about the it being a YouTube cut of like we took Michael Shannon's performance from this horror movie and put it in <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt rom com because the performances are so different. But I think the bigger like spectrum is is Michael Shannon and Jamie Chung, and because I think Jamie mm-hmm. Chung is doing a, oh, yeah. a very good, very serious performance in a serious drama as yeah, Nima, and then totally Michael agree. Shannon's going Looney Tunes. Um, it's actually the scenes where they're together which I get the most like weird dissonance and like taken way out of the movie yeah there's something that could have happened like well because the movie does do the thing where it's like we see one person's perspective then we go back and we see another person's perspective oh my god I lost Adam personally oh sorry can you can you hear me now oh my god now I have to look up three seater bikes wow can you can you hear me now Adam will you would you uh, give us that again we missed some of it. Oh, yes, of course, of course. What oh, about no. now? Can you still hear me? Barely. What about Wait, now? Hey, again. what about now? Can you yep. hear me? Okay. Can you hear me? Could you say that again? Yeah, I mean, you know how much I hate repeating myself saying things more than one time, but I'll do it for my three friends. Um, oh, gosh, did I oh, cut thanks, out again? Buddy. Oh, I'm back. For a second, but you're back. I was saying that, um, you know, because this movie does do the thing where it's like, whoa. Oh, God. I'm cutting in and out, aren't I? This is going to be great for the listener to hear. Can you hear me? Do you want to type it out? <laughs> or do you want to rejoin no. or something? Podcasts are known for being a textual medium. <laughs> yeah, just go on Just go on without me. I'll come back and no. see my point later. 
I'll come back and see my point later. Please go ahead. Oh, Should no. we predict what Adam was gonna say? Should we guess? Um, okay, I think we can make predictions. I, I, I mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. we're predicting. I heard the first little bit of what he was gonna say. To me, yeah. it sounded like since the movie does the thing already, where we see things from different characters' perspectives. Mm. So, what point was he gonna run with? I think he was gonna suggest that it become an HBO miniseries, uh, where each you say see the same hour and a half from different a different character's perspective each week. Oh, so um, I think that's that's where he was going with that. Myself. I honest guess. I think he was gonna say that the style should more reflect each character's perspective, make it like rational. Mm. Yeah. Now that I'm back. Mm-hmm. Now that you're I'm back. Guess what you're gonna say? That's exact. That's basically what I was gonna say. Is that like I think that the intention was like. You know, this is a movie where we see one person's perspective. This is how they go about their life. This is how they go about their day. This is what's happening to them. Um, And then we're flashing Mm -hmm. back and we're seeing other people's point of views. And I think probably, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to guess and be wrong about the filmmaker's intentions, but, but I would guess that like the idea was like, you know, these people sort of are acting in different movies and that's, is reflected in the or these you know you know what i'm saying but yes basically like if that was shown if that went a step further and was shot so stylistically different when we go to each person's point of view and they really go like deep into like okay now it's actually like a a film noir or whatever when we thought it was just Mm -hmm. a silly bike movie um and we're gonna shoot it so much like that and it's gonna feel so much you know, I, I think there's something there that could have been cool, you know, really, really playing with the cinematic language to to make that come across. But you know, it just felt still a little doesn't go the full doesn't go the full way with that. Okay. Totally agree. It doesn't go the full way with anything. <laughs> so yeah, cool. it does. But I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I loved it as much as you, Noah. I wish I did. Maybe you just have to go back. Maybe you have to try it again. Maybe you watched it wrong. I think you watched it wrong. No, have joking, you tried I'm watching joking. it the right way? <laughs> I still like it. Yeah, I have I mean, a I don't preview poster on my wall. <laughs> wow, really? No. No. Uh, <laughs> I you think it. you can find a premium rush poster? It was not a... They definitely threw them all <laughs> I out. Am <laughs> I am looking on eBay. Here we come. You know what? I feel like if you send Joseph Gordon-Levitt an email, he might have one. I think what we've learned is we have to get in touch with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Get on the record, make a video about how much you want a premium rush poster. (laughs) He has to respond. Um, Before we bike completely off the avenue, Mm -hmm. just wanted to mention one more thing. It's not really even about the performance itself, but I think it's funny that Asif Manvi from The Daily Show is playing the exact same character that he played in Spider-Man 2. Where in Spider-Man 2, he's the guy who dispatches Peter to deliver the pizzas and oh, tells him that he's not fast that enough. so true. And that's definitely why he got the role in this movie. 100%. You need a guy who dispatches people and tells them to go faster. And didn't you say the director of this wrote Spider-Man 2? Or maybe just Spider-Man 1? Yeah. I, yeah. Spider-Man 1. Huh. Maybe. Maybe that's what, Maybe they met at the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, that that link is for you. Oh, I'm gonna buy this so that fast. That is a huge eBay link. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! It's only five dollars. It looks. I am, I am buying this. 
I'm buying this on the pod. Plus $22 <laughs> shipping. It is $22 shipping. Oh, okay, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Who's... How? Why? Oh, this what one is, is only $24 with $49 shipping. How big is it? I don't know. I just... Yeah, it, oh. look, it does look pretty small. It looks so like I don't it's think it's a full size. Sorry, this is... This is like... What? This For is... the listener, we, Nara is sending me premium rush posters. <laughs> <laughs> they're very small and very expensive. <laughs> There's well, another link sex down tape. there. They got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> scroll down. I've seen. I've seen that. Oh movie. yeah. <gasps> Whoa! This premium rush poster is weird. Why is it so lanky? It's five by twenty-five inches. <laughs> movie theater That's mile. That's very up. strange. They really didn't try with this uh, this horizontal premium rush poster at all. <laughs> they just put the poster no. on the left side. And then just wrote premium rush over a gray background. I think this movie may have been given up on by the point they got to the poster. Because <laughs> the regular poster full-sized is not that I would not know great. how to market this. Ride like That's, hell, apparently. Yeah. The, the trailer is kind of great. The trailer actually is partially why I'm so obsessed with this movie. Mm. Because it is also crazy. Like, not to belabor the point, but it has four different graphics packages, which it switches between. Hell yeah. Which I think is really actually pretty accurate marketing. <laughs> Confuse the movie as about what it is. Um, the movie feels like it, a trailer with four different fonts. It's, yes, yes, and it it's really like fast. It's like fastly edited. It goes between all the different plots within the trailer. The music changes three times. Um, it ends with the ending of the movie, which is a weird choice for a trailer. <laughs> like it ends with him biking along in the car, hitting the other car, oh, which yeah, is yeah. the last shot of That's the movie. That's such a, a weird way to end the movie. That was I'm so like, funny. It's a very. Though. I like. It's like a weirdly, weirdly reminds you of the mortality. Of like, all, <laughs> like it's like very intense. No, I was watching that, and then I was like, wait, 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 did that actually just happen? It like, did so, that happen? That was so funny. And then it, it is and really then, funny. In the credits, you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt after he crashed into a taxi cab and has blood all down his arm. Yeah. The behind-the-scenes for this movie, you can find them on YouTube, fantastic. It's a lot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt getting injured, but also, I, if you're into that... Sorry, while I was watching this, I was just thinking, I'm like, it's crazy that he just had to film a dialogue scene while riding a bike. Yeah, Like, that's he so just true. had to shout his lines while riding a bike. And then there's that one with Manny where he's racing through the park and, like, how bizarre would it be to, like, deliver your lines facing forward? Like, you can't look at your <laughs> scene partner. You just have to keep going forward and, like, shout your lines in front of you. That was the one scene I where like... I was like, how can they hear each other? <laughs> no they <way>. can't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just turn your phones on. You have your phones. Your phone is attached to your arm. Don't text really? and bike, people. Joseph Gordon love it. Setting a bad example. Can I just say real over quick? Over and over. I, I think that the the like scenes where he's visualizing what would happen if he turns this way or turns this way are great and so funny. So I love the them baby so ones. much. The baby, the baby, the baby <laughs> one's not, hilarious. The baby, the guy getting knocked over <laughs> and run like, over and Wilhelm's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He gets fully run over by the truck. <laughs> so funny. Also, <laughs> also I, the woman yelling my baby just to make it clear that it's her baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Ryan about this movie um, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, like I get that in the movie Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't really do that, but in real life there's just footage of Joseph Gordon-Levitt pushing people over while he's on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you know, I, I just want to say some positive things because I feel like we've been uncharacteristically negative 
But I do think, uh, I think personally that the chase scenes are well photographed and are exciting and heart pumping. I think they're phenomenal. I think they're, they're good. They're, they're fantastic. Um, especially the way they cut between like POV, like tracking alongside, like all of that stuff. Like when the camera gets really close in to like cars and stuff, it's like really, I don't know, it's a real sense of tension and danger. Um, and I weirdly did actually, and then maybe this is just me, the movie working on me, but like I did really think that JGL could get injured at any time in these chases, um, which is which started to go away as the movie went on a little bit. But um, but I thought it was really great. And I think the, the first kind of, it's in the first like 20 minutes, but there's a, a chase with Michael Shannon is chasing Wiley. And then the bike cop also starts chasing Wiley. And that whole section, I think it's like mm-hmm. just brilliant. Oh, when also, they go I through the underground parking thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was also on that point, like I, I usually, uh, on the sense of danger point that you're saying, I usually don't like when a movie is kind of, it like shows you something that happens later and then it yeah. flashes back and it's like the whole movie is leading up to that point. But I do think that that does add a sense of danger to the bike chases because I'm like, I know at a certain point he is gonna crash and I don't know how much time has passed. Um, yeah. So it could happen at any point. You do know how much time has well, passed. Well, I guess you they know keep you, They keep showing you the time. But they keep cutting forward. Also, so I don't know how much, like I don't know where we're at now. That's it true. could be the time it hits. He's gonna hit. Yeah. yeah. Also, I I know that this is a movie and things happen, so he doesn't get to his destination in the appropriate amount of time. But I Google mapped his bike ride from Columbia Law School to one four seven Doyers. Um, it's allegedly, according to Google Maps, a forty six minute bike ride. Um, and I'm like, okay, if Jordan Gordon Levitt is going that fast, faster than a regular person, he could do it in like half an hour. And still have an hour. But he also to just goes do back whatever. and forth. Yeah, and like goes to the police station. He goes all over. The I know place. he goes all over, but if he just didn't go to the police <laughs> station right away, if he didn't like, if he just abandoned yeah. that part early on, he's like, okay, I can get there in the t- twenty minutes, drop it off, then go to a police station, deal with this after I do my route and get my thirty dollars or whatever. <laughs> movie would be over. That did really screw him. I think going to the police station it added a lot of complications, also because yeah. like the police were also off his trail at that point. He could have just yeah. gone and dropped it off. Yeah, that was well. He didn't know. That was Michael a really Shannon silly idea. I I know, but he knew I, the other cop. Oh, stuff. I guess the other cop wasn't chasing him yet, was he? he no, he was. Looked at the license plate. Why would he go to the cop? Before he went. Right, right. Well, he. I think at that point he's. It's escalated where he's like, someone's literally trying to kill me. That's different than a guy who's like, chasing him because he, turned bad or whatever. <laughs> I yeah, my only. Yeah, my only beef with with this movie, well, not my only beef. We've talked about a lot of things, but I think I would love it. The screenplay is my kind of messy. I I do wish the chase scenes like I felt like they were what you would see. This isn't a good argument at all, but what you would see in in a regular Hollywood movie. And I thought I was looking at the Wikipedia and it said that David Kep was trying to do a French connection type like frenetic chase thing. And I don't really think it, it gets there most of the time. Like, I think it's a little too conventional in mm. its filmmaking. There's some, there's some like, cool stuff in it for sure, but... Should have gone into the subway. 
No, it's Yo. not. It's not. That would have been more like the French Connection. I don't think it's what's happening. It's. <laughs> I do think it's how it's shot and and put together that it doesn't quite mm-hmm. reach. The level what of being is fully like convincing. Because it's like, oh, it's a chase scene, but then so much of him just on the bike is just shot as a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shots are like when it's actually him are really tight, understandably, and then when it's farther away, you can see it's a double. But all that's fine. It's just like, what? I don't know. Wasn't JGL doing it? Some yeah, of it's JGL's... a double. When he's riding record... on the cars and stuff, it's a double. That's it. I I that's record Joe, man. That was definitely Joe. The, the whole time. Joe, like, Joe, absolutely. call in and tell us. <laughs> Settle this. You can Settle see can it's only... a double when he's on the cars in the police depot. That's definitely a double because mm-hmm. they talk mm-hmm. about the double. <laughs> no, you're gonna get Joe on here to tell you that you're lying and the truth if is. If we do a special extra everything. episode with JGL, that would be yeah, <laughs> an extraordinary get. <laughs> is this like I don't know, is what we're saying right now offensive to JGL or not? Like I love, that- J- I think he's great I love in this JGL. Movie. I love JGL. Yeah. I think he's great in this movie. But we're, actually. we're ragging on this movie that he was in. No, <laughs> I'm not ra- I like I guess it. the movie's I guess I just it's not like him. The movie's not him, he's not the movie. JGL, you've like been in so not, many good movies. I feel like I've not been doing a good job defending this movie. No, actually, no. I, because I, I do also think it's a mess. But I want to defend the bike chases for one second. Okay. Please. Because I agree with you, Seb. But I also think that the way... I don't know if you found this, but like a lot of what I think makes, especially a chase scene, like really good is understanding like relationally how people, like where people yeah. are in space. And the amount of clarity that you get in this mm-hmm. movie, and you really do like it's there's like a, it's like the editing is very continuous and the shooting is very continuous. Like it's does not do a lot of like subjective camera kind of stuff apart from the actual POV stuff. Mm-hmm. But you really do understand where people are spatially, and the tension is all like built in the like way that the scenes are paced and blocked, um, which I think is really really well done. And all of the little surprising things that they do is like I find. It absolutely delightful um as an example when jgl slides under gets off his bike and slides under the truck Mm -hmm. and then gets back on his bike that's really cool good job jgl (laughs) um and it comes at like the perfect time and like there's just like a lot of like i think though yeah i agree like the look is maybe really conventional in a lot of ways i think it's not um it's not standard it's 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 really really well executed kind of regular thing um which is not it was maybe a lukewarm defense but um but i think it is really effective i think these scenes um they held they definitely held a lot of excitement and tension for me Mm -hmm. at least yeah yeah i wish i had a more coherent argument as to why it didn't quite capture me in the way that i want from a chase (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, Adam is saying Noah wins in the chat for the listeners. <laughs> um, but that is a really good point. I mean, I didn't really think about that, but it that is a thing that a lot of action movies uh, fail at is you do lose track of what's happening and where people are, and that's an important element of action, obviously. Maybe it was chase fatigue. You just got chased out mm-hmm. after watching a full hour and a half of chases. I love chases. I love chases. I love, love chase movies. Yes, I do. Like I love, <laughs> I love chase movies. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I and I, I don't have a coherent way to explain what I mean. So, yeah. No <laughs> That's one point for Noah. That's one point for Premium Rush, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, what else do you want to defend that we've ragged too much on? Uh... 
I think all the ragging is so fair. Um, but I also think like a lot of what I like about this movie is, yeah, is like it's, it's confusing mistakes, whether that be the dialogue mm -hmm. or the plot construction um, or the performance choices. But there is a one performance which I do think actually is, is well, pretty regular, is, is really good. And that is the, uh, the luminous JGL. Um, I think he's kind of great in this movie. Like, it's really normal him. But That's I think it's in a really like. good... It's just what JGL's like. But it's a really... I think it's placed really well. And I think he does a good job with weird dialogue. I think he is kind of a dick but in and not like he's not a dick trying to be charming he's just kind of a dick who is occasionally charming which is a lot more i don't know i find a lot more sympathetic um and uh i think he kind of holds it together a little bit um also a lukewarm defense but i think i think he's quite good um i also think that he like it does the bike stuff convincingly like i think you mm -hmm. believe him as this yeah. bike dude totally this scrawny like scrawny but very muscular i guess bike dude not as not, he does not have the thighs of manny <laughs> manny yeah i, I do think there's like very few hollywood stars who you would completely buy as a biker here in the way that you do with jtl <laughs> I, I mean, I could think of, like, at this point, if we're going to make this movie now, and actually me and Nara thought about, we talked about our potential remake last summer. Please, please. I don't please. remember this, so please I need me. to like, hear I, this. I remember talking about this, but I don't remember our casting, so please tell me. Uh, we said Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bike Courier, mm -hmm. which I think would be great, because he also... Okay, so this is... If JGL, if you're listening, finance this, but you're not going to be in it. Um... <laughs> Uh, so Lakeith Stanfield is the bike messenger, and it's, he he has that kind of weird charisma that sometimes is off-putting, but sometimes is very endearing. Um, and then who did we decide? I forget who we decided on. I don't know, but for everyone else, but we did go through Michael the Shannon could still characters. be Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah, could still be Michael Shannon, but I also think. Who did we say? I don't know. I think. I feel like you can't do anybody as Michael Shannon doing that performance because I feel like if no. you if you're to recast it, you would have to re like rebalance the character type so that way the policeman was sort of just like more of like a straightforward, like scummy policeman bad dude instead of this like weird unhinged policeman yeah. bad dude. Because um, I think anyone else like trying to do that as like a remake or reboot sort of situation would just be sort of like a bad parody of. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And in terms of, like, JGL, like, at this point, when this movie was made, I don't think anyone else could have really done this. Um, yeah. Apart from, like, probably the actress who played Nima, who I think could have done this. <laughs> um, but, like, if you're going to look for, like, another male star in this time, like, I don't know, maybe Keanu Reeves, but he probably would have been too old. Channing. Um, Channing? Channing? I think, I, Channing? I don't know. I feel like Channing could do it, but I think Channing's too, like like his build and like his persona that he was like up to that time is sort of like too like you would expect too much of like an action hero from him right like a normal mm -hmm. hero like he i don't know if, I that think he honestly could... might make for a more interesting yeah, movie I, though 
because it is subverted like i was gonna say he would have to it would work a little bit harder at selling this sort of like anti-hero kind of vibe right well well yeah because i mean that actually does oh now i kind of wish channing was in this because that does kind of interest me like you know i said this off the top but i do love that uh this isn't a movie where like jgl is this really cool hero who saves the day figures thing out figures things out he doesn't really Mm -hmm. do that much on his own everything is with help help yeah it's like everyone needing to come together to save the day and that's kind of the thing that i like his job sorry he actually just does his job yeah yeah like bare minimum his job Uh, i thought it was super satisfying after the big race with manny you know it just gets interrupted by the bike cop and michael shannon then vanessa swoops in and and grabs the bag after we've seen her like trying to get to them like that's a very satisfying ending to that yeah Mm -hmm. it's like he like everyone needs to work together in order for for uh the goal to be accomplished which is which is nice uh do is there any a special official sound whack anything want to say about the music Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like Bob O'Reilly. It's a good song. I like, I like uh, Sleigh Bells being in it, but not being in it. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I wonder if there was like a Sleigh Bell performance, and they're like, "No, the movie's too long. We got to cut this um, because we really, <laughs> we really need to keep in this I, everything." I guess. Um, Maybe there's a rights there. issue with the label. Maybe. Um, I like that there's very briefly after Joseph Gordon Lovett gets the uh, package for the first time and goes to get his uh, delicious urban food log, there is the <laughs> intro to a My Chemical Romance song. It, but that's very I upbeat, that. but then doesn't really go anywhere because he's just getting a snack. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you're feeling amped when you're getting a snack, you know? <laughs> he actually never gets to like eat an actual meal. He buys a meal from the vending machine. At the police station, oh, and he just he doesn't get to there. eat it. Sure, he's probably so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he has broken ribs at the end of it, like... Yeah. Okay. my One of my biggest problems with the bike chase in this movie, and this is, like, the only one, is the BMX scene in the car parking. I don't know, the holding... What is it? Police holding stuff cell? Whatever. The impound? Um, yeah. The yeah. impound. That's what it's called. Um, is he's supposed to be doing these tricks with his broken... Newly broken ribs. <laughs> That's how good he is. <laughs> Which he was just holding like this, and then he's like jerking his whole body. It's like That's how good he is, though. He's so good. Yeah, like, how did Michael Shannon get him out of the hospital to go get his bike when he has like fully broken ribs? Yeah, that didn't fully make sense because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, you can't be hitting me at the hospital, and then they're just driving alone together. <laughs> it's like you could probably well, be he did say me there. He wanted to get to the bike though, GGL. Mm-hmm. I know, I know they make a deal, but like Michael Shannon's just a scumbag. Yeah. Um, anyway, should we do our should ratings? Should we do our wax scores? Wow, jinx. Oh my god, wax time. I said jinx. Two o two a soda. Say something, Seb. Say something. Say something and you're going to have to owe me a soda. Say something. Oh my god, so I was waiting for people to say his name. Okay, did it have to be three times in a row? I thought it was three times in a row. I don't know. Oh, has you their own regional sold. rules. <laughs> All right. Okay, Na- do Nara, do you want to go first? Uh, uh, um, uh, 3.5. 3.75. 3.75. It's out of five. It's out of five. And uh, it's not a rating of whether or not you like or dislike it. It's 
Celebrating the whackness. And whack can mean whatever you want. Unlike you. So, Nara, you said 3.75? 3.75. Okay, and uh, no reason why? Just felt like a good number? Feels like a good number. <laughs> it's kind of a weird film, but I feel like if it was any more of a normal film, it would not work. And for that reason, I think it's whack out of the whack things are sort of out of necessity to make it enjoyable. Therefore, 3.75. Sebi? Yeah, I, I was going to go 3.5, uh, which is similar. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I do wish, as Noah said, it, it leaned into the more frenetic style that uh, Michael Shannon's performance implies. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange anomaly in, in a Hollywood film, for sure. Uh, I swear I'm not copying, but I'm going to say a 3.5 as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I've said across the episode, like, I, I wish it either... Well, actually, I don't wish it picked a lane because I... No pun intended. Because I do uh, love, like, a movie that tries a lot of things. Um, I just wish it was a tad more ambitious in each of those things. Went a little bit further. But, uh... But you know, I still think it's a it's a very interesting work, and I'm glad to have finally watched it. So yeah, three point five. Noah, I'm giving it five out of five. Woo! Um, Woo! One one wax score for each potential movie with it held within it. <laughs> um, that's my the reasoning. There's uh, five sub movies. Listeners didn't that's see it. you unfurling your hand like. <laughs> did we hand out the golden party hat from the last series we didn't right no i don't know if we have time okay we'll do it on the next episode we'll yeah. do it at the start of the next episode so everyone come back and see who won the uh the golden party hat for our whack into the club at a party series but a strong <laughs> start to this series let's go to the wackometer and see what the rating is and uh, for the inaugural uh, wax score of our new series that we did not uh, outline at the beginning, we miles that is called Wax Miles an Hour, which are movies speedy movies. Speed. Speedy <laughs> movies. Uh, the inaugural score for uh, Premium Rush, which, uh, as you can tell in the title, is rushing premiumly, is uh, 3.9. 3.9 <laughs> that's, out of 5. 3.9. That's, 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 that's going to be tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat. We're off to a fast start, which is which is great. <laughs> Which is great for them. <laughs> uh, a long episode, but a fast start. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you again, Noah, for coming on. It was truly a pleasure. Glad to finally talk about this movie. Um, thank you for having me. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, mm, oh, man. Uh, yes. I have movies that I make. Yes. You can look up my name on Google, <laughs> and they will come up. And if you watch them, it would be really nice. <laughs> well, see, you got a you got a website. No, I got a it? website. It's, it's your name? oh my do my domain actually lapsed, so oh. now it's uh, <laughs> my portfolio dot. I think it's noahgaiman.myportfolio.ca. Um, or you can look up Noah Gaiman on Vimeo, and I will I will pop up. Um, Go watch those yeah. movies. They're really good. Great movies. Thanks, guys. And other than that, Insomniac the movie. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. Check it on the YouTubes. It's a trip. <laughs> and 
that's it. That's my plugs. If you live in, uh, if you're in Montreal and you are a landlord, you should rent Noah <laughs> an apartment. Yes, that is my big plug. Yeah, actually. big huge plug. Please give me housing. Huge plug. <laughs> uh, well, thank you to uh, Ian Mills for the music. Thank you to Emma Kudlak for the logo. Go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com to learn more about us. Also, you can watch Insomniac the movie and play Insomniac the movie, the game, on that very website. Uh, come back next week where we're going to do uh, Smokey and the Bandit with special guest Max Jordison. <laughs> so that's going to be really fun. You're going to want to come back and listen to that. And until then... How does the movie, movie end? end? Oh, I know how it ends. no breaks. Can't stop. Out here in the fields! Doesn't work. <laughs> I'll fight oh, for yeah. my meals! <laughs> Steel frame, no brakes. Can't stop. <laughs> Don't want to. <laughs> but seriously, Beautiful. put brake, put brakes on your bike, everyone. Please, please. use brakes. Wear Not your front brake though. I, that's why she crashed. Mm, front yeah, just use your back brake. That's that's fine. Mom, get out! I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>